I'm super excited to introduce my guest today. Kelly Getz has been discovering and mastering alternative ways to heal and balance the mind, body, and spirit since 1999. She uses kinesiology and nine energy systems in the body to help guide her clients to better health and well-being. Through this work, people are able to discover the healer within. Like many people, Kelly used this method to heal herself and then was drawn to share it with others. I know you're going to be moved by her story and enjoy hearing our conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Kelly. Hi, how are you? I am good. I'm good. We're up bright and early doing this recording, so I'm super excited. Me too. Yeah. So to begin, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. I am um, in my 50s. I don't know if that's important or not, but I am an Eden's Energy Medicine um, advanced practitioner and faculty member for a woman named Donna Eden, who's world renowned. And I do, um, I do energy work and I teach people how to thrive and learn to work with their own energy. I'm also a mother of two, married for almost 23 years. And I live here in Naperville and I work with people all over the country. So it's so exciting. I think people are going to really um, think this is pretty cool and something different that, you know, many of us maybe have never heard of before. Well, it's most likely nobody's heard of it, but on the flip side of things, it's natural and it's intuitive. And when I meet clients for the first time and I start explaining how energy testing work and I start pointing things out, they start having aha moments because they're like, oh, that's why I'm doing this or that's why I'm feeling this way. So they start connecting the dots pretty quickly because everything that I teach and do is something that we had long before we had medicine and, you know, formal doctors. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about the backstory and what inspired you to learn about energy healing and then become a practitioner. Well, I've always been, had a growth mindset. So very early on in my twenties, I was reading a lot of, you know, different growth type books, self-help type books, and started down the pathway of um, really learning about leadership development and creating relationships first and foremost with myself and then relationships with other people. And in 2007, you know, after spending many years doing that, my husband and I, our second child was actually stillborn. Uh, it was baby boy. We, his name was Montana Sky or is, is Montana Sky. And at that point, I realized two things could happen. I could get stuck in the grief and the loss, or I could find my way out of it and, and focus on creating. I wanted to heal with grace and gratitude, really. And so that had me seeking alternative ways to get pregnant because I was in my early 40s and none of the doctors were talking about, oh, don't worry, you can get pregnant again. And so I kind of took that as a, huh, they're not really talking about me getting pregnant again. So I have to find my own way to get there. And so that's kind of what I set out to do. And it just opened up this whole world that I had no clue about. So I really appreciate you talking about such a vulnerable topic. I feel like many people don't talk about miscarriage and stillborn uh, births as often as they do happen. And I feel like, you know, there are probably a lot of people listening today that either know someone or have had this experience themselves. So for those who aren't that familiar, can you tell me about your pregnancy? Was there any indication that there was something going on or, or no? You know what, I, my pregnancy, I actually delivered Montana at about 32 weeks in my pregnancy. So I was pretty pregnant. And I would only, the only thing I would say is it was probably the most hormonal pregnancy that I have where it was just, my hormones were just nuts. And, but that's not necessarily an indication that you're going to have a problem or not going to have a problem. I think in the end, I ultimately had a couple signals that me as a woman just noticed, like, you know, about five days before it happened, I started noticing that I didn't feel as much movement. So I went into the, the ER that night to check everything out. And the number one thing that I feel that I missed is when, when they came back and said, hey, you know, everything looks fine with the baby. You're feeling the baby now. In my mind, I was like, no, I'm not feeling the baby. Something's not right. And I wanted that hope so much, I left the hospital. And five days later, I had a couple dreams showing me that he had passed. And that's when I went in to actually deliver him. So I don't fault myself for that. And I don't fault the hospitals 
But I do take away from that is that it is so imperative that each and every one of us listen to our bodies, listen to the signals that our body's sharing with us, that if we're pregnant, that our pregnancy is sharing with us, not from a place of fear, but from a place of just true love and openness to discover what signals you might be getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're a spiritual person, you know, it's almost like those into the intuition and the images that you were having prepared you for the reality that was coming. Totally. Like, I'm so grateful. Like at some point I'll, I'll put it in a book, but I'm so grateful for those, those particular dreams that I had were so vivid and so real that I could still describe them today. That's how strong they were. So I do feel like God was preparing me for this thing that was coming. And, and truly when I got that news, I was devastated. There was no question about it. But what I learned along the way of preparing to deliver him and what I learned is like, we have this human experience that we're all having. It's very physical. We experience our emotions. We experience our physical bodies, but there's also this parallel spiritual thing that's happening. And so for me, I could drop in to the physical and really feel the grief and the loss and the physical ways my body was talking to me. But when I was really connected to God and, and my spiritual way, I was very at peace. I knew something was happening for me, not to me, mm-hmm. which was huge. And I took that along my whole, my whole year of, of grieving and journeying and getting pregnant again is that understanding that something big had just happened. It wasn't just a baby that died. It was this beautiful soul that had come into my life and that comes into other people's life. Like if you've had a miscarriage or if you've had a stillbirth, or even um, an infant loss early in your their first year of life, it's like they're coming to you to help you grow and evolve. Yeah, we were talking about that, that, you know, yeah, in my family, my mom and dad had a baby boy who died in his crib when he was 13 months old. And um, they did not do an autopsy. So we, we don't know why. And then I came next. And um, I really am have a little connection with him, even though I never met him. And then in my life, I had two kids, no problem. And then I wanted a girl so bad. And I, I sometimes chuckle at this. I read the book on how to conceive the, the sex that you're <laughs> looking for. And, you know, it's all this body chemistry and positions and whatnot. And, um, and so, you know, we tried that, but I miscarried that baby. And oh. I was really, I was very taken aback and I didn't know what to do with my emotions. Um, and I got pregnant again, maybe too soon, you know, as I'm older now, I realize I probably should have let myself grieve a little bit more, but, um, but I'm so grateful that I have my third son. And, but upon his birth, I had a bloody show, which again is something I didn't know anything about. I didn't, I wasn't prepared for that. And um, I panicked because I thought, oh my gosh, am I losing him too? Um, And it turned out that, you know, that's completely normal. It happens all the time and it's not a sign of anything bad. And he had a a easy birth and he's fine. But um, there's all these little ways that, you know, we can be taken by surprise and a little traumatized. And, um, but I agree with you that it is this life experience and that these people who are no longer on earth with us are still with us. They did come to be with us and to teach us and to, um, you know, express love in, in a different way. And maybe they, that's all they were here for is this short time in this lesson. Um, well, I still feel that connection. So you, you said a couple things, like in the 1950s, stillbirths were just totally pushed underneath. Nobody talked about it. And so what I discovered when I was going through my journey, there were certain friends that couldn't handle what I was going through. They didn't know how to talk about it. They weren't able to talk about it. So like they just disappeared from my life. Other people showed up, but some of the women that showed up on my doorstep right when I got home from the hospital were people that had had miscarriages and had never had the opportunity to talk about it, to grieve about it, to understand it, but they were still hurting several years after the event. So I remember standing in my foyer and my husband was like, wait a minute, you're counseling this, you're counseling our neighbor about her miscarriage. You just got out of the hospital. You just, (laughs) you just lost a baby. And I said, I said, yes, I know. But it was so, 
it was so okay for me to nurture her or be compassionate with that, those women, because I recognized that they didn't have a voice when it happened to them. And I did. And so I was able to talk about what I was experiencing and also help other people heal at the same time. Because suddenly they had a voice through my, my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is true. I think that we all come from a different place. You know, with my experience, um, coincidentally, somebody close to me was pregnant and, and did end up having um, a baby around the time that, you know, I was going to have my baby that I miscarried. And they asked me to be a godmother. And um, the, the baptism was literally on the day that I was supposed to deliver that baby. And I, I was like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. And I can't do it. And I just didn't, I didn't see my way. And um, I did end up doing it. And um, it was a little blessing to hold this beautiful mm-hmm. baby. Um, but that was, I mean, sometimes you don't know how you're going to get through a situation. And, and you know, um, it took me years to see the lesson there too, then, and the love that I could give that baby and he could give me, but, um, I, you know, that person asking me, that was such a big ask and, uh, and they didn't take no for an answer. And, you know, it was really, really a hard time for me. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And, you know, you said something else about when you got pregnant again and you thought maybe you did it too soon because you hadn't had a chance to heal the, the grief because of my conviction that I'm like, you know what, I'm supposed to get pregnant again. I'm supposed to bring another life into this world. And I'm going to focus on, I don't care what my age is. I'm going to focus on healing, healing holistically. And I'm also going to focus on, I don't need a whole bunch of eggs. I need one. (laughs) I'm going to focus on that one. I'm going to focus on that one with love. And I got pregnant in four months. I was definitely, my body was still shifting and changing from the previous pregnancy. So I hadn't lost any of my pregnancy weight. And even though I was pregnant again, I was going through grief at the same time I was creating new life. So I was doing those two things in tangent and the new baby, and this is probably something that you experience is that the baby, my daughter, Faith, she's now going to be 14 years old. um, Her pregnancy was triggering things from my past pregnancy they were almost identical. Hormonally, they were very similar. Um, how my body was reacting was very similar. I would, it would bring up fear. It would bring up doubt, like, oh my gosh, am I going to lose this baby? And what it gave me the opportunity is to recognize all the way my subconscious was in resistance and all the ways that my body was trying to heal. So it was giving me opportunities to heal. So like your opportunity to be a godmother to this baby when you were so raw, it was also bringing up places that you could heal with love and compassion and kindness to yourself, you know, and thank God you did. Cause look at the magical journey you now have with that baby. Right. Yeah, it is. It turned out to be a blessing. Um, and sometimes we have to go through really hard things, um, but we're strong and um, we can get through them. And Um, I love it that you named your daughter Faith. Yes. Well, and that was because that's what we were discovering. We were discovering how everything has a frequency. Everything is energy. You know, we know that with Einstein, right, that he figured out everything's energy, right? But at the same time, if you talk to people that are more in their heads, they're more linear in their thinking, and you talk about energy, they're not going to follow you in that same way. They have the same energy that you and I have right? But it's like, it's easy to talk about electricity and how that's energy, but it's a little bit trickier for some people that are more linear or more analytical to think about life is all energy. Nature is all energy. Our bodies have all these different energy systems moving through it. Well, it is interesting. It, we have to approach people kind of where they are. And, um, and, re- and I have to remember always that I used to be that person because, you know, I had such a traditional education. And one of my sisters is a massage therapist. And I remember one of my kids suffered a lot from ear infections. And she would do this process called ear candling, where it draws mm-hmm. out infection. And I would let her do it because I was fascinated. But there was a par- part of me that was like, okay, if this doesn't work, we need the antibiotics, you know? And, um, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I would totally 
do ear candling and anything but antibiotics until that was the last resort. And so, yeah, I think helping, you know, people get, you know, from where they are to a new place of understanding of what's possible is, you know, really what you're doing in your work. Well, that's true. But I want to say something else too. As much as I've been doing what I've been doing for the longest period of time, so I started my journey really in 1999 and really got deep into energy work in 2007. And, and now I'm, you know, I'm a teacher. I'm teaching other people how to be practitioners first of themselves and then of other people. And I will tell you, I still have my moments where I'm like, I'm going through a particular something, you know, whatever that symptom might be. And I'm doing my energy work. And I'm like, there's that little voice because the mind wants to control everything. And the mind isn't just connected to your thoughts and ideas. It's connected to the, the universal thoughts and ideas. So there's still part of my mind sometimes that gets in the way and says, oh, yeah, this is how a pui, you know, and even I had a, a knee, a torn meniscus. And I was in so much pain one night. And when you're in pain, it's like most people are thinking, just give me the, give me the pain medicine. When you're at a pain at a level nine, that's where people tend to go. That's why we have this big epidemic, you know, the opioid epidemic. But in that moment, I was like, okay, I have to help myself. So I just did some, something called zone tapping for my knee. And in 10 minutes, I had no pain and slept beautifully that night. So I still get my aha moments. I still have my moments of doubt, even though I'm deep into this and I teach it and I do it every day. There's still moments where I discover that it's like, oh, my mind wants to tell me this is how a pui. My mind wants to say, my mind wants to be in charge of what my body knows. And yeah. so, so if we can drop into the body, the body's going to take us in beautiful places. We just have to take our mind sometimes and put it on a shelf. <laughs> that's yeah it that is true right we yeah we are being challenged to sometimes to recommit to the belief that's right yeah so tell us all about these methods um that you use in your practice and um and about the you know the people darren and eden and others mentors that you have who came before you yeah, so my, um, so I do, my primary practice, everything I do has an element of energy testing to it. Energy testing is a way to communicate and dialogue with the body. Some chiropractors use it in their offices, but I can test, there's infinite amount of places that I can test the body to find imbalances to help bring the body back to that homostasis, that, that balanced way of being. So I work with nine different energy systems. Some are very familiar. You hear people talk about chakras and auras. Others are things like radiant circuits. It's that joy juice that helps that instant healing, electrics of the body, um, triple warmer of the body, something called basic grid. That's not all of them, but there's nine of them. And my two primary methods, um, I'm an Eden method advanced practitioner and faculty member, meaning I teach in the certification program. So that's where my primary is. But where I started was actually with Dr. Darren Weissman with the lifeline technique. And his technique is beautiful. It's all about clearing limiting beliefs and behaviors through um, love and gratitude. And so I started there and that's the practice I did throughout my entire pregnancy with faith when I was getting pregnant again to really heal those places of resistance, those places of fear when they pop up. And then along the way, I met Donna Eden and she is, she's just a radiant circuit light. Like if you meet her, you just want to be in her energy. You get healed just being around her joy. And so I've been doing her work predominantly since leaving Darren's office for, I don't even know how many years that is now, 2011, something like that. <laughs> So those are the two primary practices I focus on. And really the person that comes in my office, their energy is going to tell me which way to go because I can start testing their body and find out, geez, are they grounded? Is their energy crossing over that ability for the left brain to control right, right brain to control left. So I can start investigating and probably what makes my work so powerful is that I can teach it to other people, whether they want to be a practitioner or they just want to be somebody that really takes care of themselves. It's teachable. They can go recreate it at home, which is so important. 
Yeah, right. Because we can only go have so many office visits. So we need to know what to do between the office visits to stay whole. Yeah, the in-between is so critical. Yeah. Can you tell us about uh, one of your success stories? Oh, there's so many success stories, but I just had a really amazing one. Um, I've been working with, um, so I work with a lot of women. Um, women are more open to this work than men, although more men are coming into this work. And um, as they connect more to that, that yin nature, you know, of earth, they're looking and seeking too. But mostly I deal with a lot of women. They're probably in their 40s, 50s, 60s, um, could be older, could be younger. But uh, recently, the, the clients I've been working with recently, I've been working with them for several months, and I've been teaching them as we go. And so they come back, when they come back to me with gratitude of, oh my gosh, I'm sleeping better. Oh my gosh, I don't have those stomach issues anymore. Oh my gosh, I just had to put my mother in a home and the amount of stress and what I had to accomplish doing that and how I handled it with resiliency. And they're celebrating in my office because of the energy work that we're doing and what I'm teaching them to do at home. Um, in one of these cases, you know, there was actually, you know, some lost pregnancies in the past that we got to a certain place that it was like all of a sudden that energy had a chance to be healed and to move in a different way. And so I don't want to say too much about the client, but I have so many stories like that where people are just like, it's like they're getting rebirthed in their own selves. It's like they get to rediscover, wow, look what, look what I'm achieving as a result of learning to balance my own energy. Mm -hmm. This is a little similar, but I, I think it's kind of fun to think about this in a way is, um, I recently read that in your life, if you have long-term relationships, you know, with yourself and with other people for continuity, that you have to attend like many funerals along the way, because you have to get up, give up what could have been and, um, and let that go. You have to give up what used to be and let that go in order to get into what, what's possible next and where you're going. And so I think that it's this image of, you know, blessing it and, you know, celebrating it, saying thank you, and then, you know, moving into that next thing. And so it's kind of what you're saying, too, is, um, yeah, you have to process in order to move forward. Well, I think people get used to something doesn't feel good in their body, doesn't feel good in their life, and they get used to status quo, and they start accepting that. And when you start accepting, well, this is all there is, you forget the fact that you're creating what is just like you were saying in that beautiful statement, you're forgetting what, what really is and that you've co-created it. Well, if you've co-created it, you can create something different. And so, yes, I do think, you know, we have to, it's not so much that we have to let go of the past for me, but it's more like, okay, what's my blueprint? What is it that I want to create? And do my current conditions match what I want to create? And if it doesn't match, well, how do I create, how do I shift one of those two things so that I'm not suffering in the fact that they, they don't match, there's a no match there. Instead, I'm like, okay, what does my blueprint want to look like? What is it I want to create in my life? And how am I showing up in my life? You know, marriage is a really powerful place to, to grow and to learn. And my marriage teaches me every day places that I need to um, shift my thought process, shift my expectations, shift my judgment so that I can move into my femininity and be that feminine woman, even though I'm a strong woman, be, still be in my femininity and to create that space and that polarity so that we can connect um, as a husband and a wife. Yeah, that's very true. I know, I agree. I've been married for 31 years and it, it is true. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things we learn in those kinds of relationships because they're so intimate. It's a beautiful place to, to experience yourself and grow and, and learn. Um, when someone comes to you, I know your sessions are, are a couple of hours long. So describe what happens in a session and what, what it looks like so someone can imagine themselves there. Sure. So when somebody, usually what I do is I have a way that people can contact me and we talk on the phone because, you know, people like to meet who you are because it's going to be a very intimate, personal experience. So 
I usually schedule a 15 minute free consult and we talk about what their goals are, why they're calling me. Um, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of anxiety, depression, um, overwhelm. These past three years have been huge. I mean, everybody is in a place of reactivity. And so they'll talk to me a little bit about what's going on in their lives. And then we just set up um, a first client session. And when they come in, you know, we have a few minutes that we're talking and then I start educating them and teaching them how I'm going to be testing their body. So they'll be standing up for, I don't know, maybe about 15 minutes. Um, they're always fully dressed. So unlike a massage, you're fully dressed. I always say wear comfortable clothing. And then once I kind of get a handle of what's going on with the basics of their energy, we have certain, certain energy systems that everybody, those things can be off. So once we get a handle of some of the basics, I'll have them lay on a table and I'll start shifting their energy or moving things through like light touch. It might be pushing on the back certain points. It might be holding points. It might be tracing a meridian. There's all sorts of different, very um, gentle things that we do to help bring that body back into, into balance. And then along the way, usually oftentimes they drift off um, my favorite place to be when I'm receiving a session is twilight. It's that place between a full sleep and being a, awake where you're, you kind of know what's going on, but you're also be, being able to experience different peace, different colors, different, whatever that is. And so usually they kind of will drift off, but not always. And then along the way, I'll kind of come back and test very gently what was out of balance before to see if what we're doing is shifting things. So usually by the time somebody leaves, they're usually pretty relaxed. They're usually feeling like instead of getting eight hours of sleep, they feel like they're really rested. And the reason that is, is there's this energy that is our fight, flight, freeze response. And if we can speak to it gently and get it to relax so it doesn't have to be looking for all the potential problems around it. When that calms down, it's called triple warmer. It allows the rest of the body to start to come into balance. And then at the end of the session, I usually spend a few more minutes and I say, okay, here's some of the things you need to do at home, which is what I like so much is that I don't want a guru. I want somebody that's gonna help me understand me and so that's what I do for my clients. I show them what we've learned and then I give them some self-care exercises they can do home at home, which are, it could be five minutes. Yeah. Of what, I, of what they do at home. Yeah. I love the, your YouTube channel because you um, have a lot of videos out there um, where you do talk people through, you know, some of the processes and um, you're so good at educating people. Um, can you share what your YouTube channel is? Yeah, my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Kelly Getz, um, I actually was told to start filming videos, one video for every day of the month of February. This was back when 2020, when, before we even knew about COVID. And I thought, well, that's a crazy idea. I don't know how to do any of that. And then COVID hit and I was like, oh, that's what I was being guided to do. So the, the YouTube channel is really meant to help people here, near and far with self-care tools and understanding of the nine different energies that, that I work with so that they could do it for themselves at home. Because I knew people in India or people in the UK, I knew people all over the world didn't have the tools that I had. So that's what the YouTube channel was about, was giving a way that people can learn a little bit about what I, what I do and, and be able to do some of that for themselves while they were locked down. So there's about 80 videos there and I like to give purpose. Why are we doing what we're doing? So people can kind of understand as they go. Um, I'm getting ready in the next couple of months to do a second phase of those videos where I'm going to take it to another level. Um, but I use those videos. So usually when my clients come, I've used those videos as a resource for my clients. So when, when they need to do a hookup, for example, when you're in a session and you're learning about it, it all seems very clear, but then you get home and you're like, what was I supposed to do? So I'll use those videos as a reminder to them. So they remember what to do and they can continue their learning at home. Yeah. 
I think that's so helpful. Yeah. And gosh, I, I really enjoyed them and I, you know, it helped me get to know you in your process. So that would be a great thing for someone to tap into maybe as they're thinking about working with you to just see a little bit um, and get to know you that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I used to do before COVID, I used to have this monthly event. I just loved it. And I love the people that came. It was called Infinite Love and Gratitude Night Out. And I haven't found a way to bring it back because every time I think we're going to bring it back, it's <laughs> COVID takes another curveball. But um, I will be doing more of those group healing types of classes in this coming year because I just, I love it. I love being able to work with a group of people. And um, I'm going to be introducing something called the Energy Medicine Party Work you have a group of friends that you want to work with, I can go to that home or we can do it online so that I can guide a group of people that are friends into how they can shift their energy at the same time that they're building their relationships. Oh, I love that. Oh, when you get ready, let me know. I would love to host one. Well, I'm ready now. I just have to put the the pieces to, I can do it like in a nanosecond. It's just a question of, you know, putting it on a website, all that all that to, crazy stuff to marketing. I know Mar marketing gets <laughs> away, right? Right. Like, darn, darn marketing. Can't someone else do that part? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I can have it ready. I'm ready to go now. I just love that. I love coming together with a group of women and oh, I just, I, it's just like, it's so fun. You can test a whole bunch of different people and see how your energies are similar or what needs to shift. It's, I mean, I'm seeing it as I'm, I'm talking to you about it. It's such a fun, fun place to play. Yeah, I I um, have a 200 hour yoga teacher certification. And um, I taught yin yoga after I did my whole training. We didn't talk about yin at all. But um, as somebody who's into health and wellness, I was like, you know, what? I'm drawn to yin. So I did some extra um, work there to prepare. But in the group setting, you know, yin really gets into the fascia and you hold the poses much longer. It's a very quiet practice. Um, but I did observe that people could go farther um, when they were in this small setting, then they, maybe they would have even tried to go when they would be alone. And so I love the community setting and how that support can help you um, do what you didn't maybe think you could do. Can we say something? I, I love what you said about that and the yin. Um, it's so true. And women need women, right? And I'm sure there was men in that yin community too, but I wanted to say something about yin energy. We as women, we pull our energy from the bottom of our feet from the earth. So we're actually like all of us, men and women, are magnets on the earth. And we're pulling energy up our feet, up our kidney meridian. It's our wellspring of life. And we're feeding our whole body. Men also take in yin energy, but their primary source of energy comes from up above. It's what's called yang energy. It comes from the sun, the, the atmosphere. And so they pull energy down through their crown it goes all the way down their body body to the bottom of their feet and then it just kind of circles with that yin energy and brings some of that yin energy up so as women we are hardwired to connect with yin energy so i'm not surprised that you were drawn to that yin teaching because we're so wired for it we need that in order to thrive men need more of that outward energy so i think that's pretty fascinating and that fascia work is amazing yeah. Yeah. It, it was really very rewarding and I, I needed it. So I, I needed to build that community around me so that I could have people too to support me and I could support them. So I really, it was very neat. Um, talking about men and other people, what is it like for your husband and your kids to live with, with you um, since you're so keenly aware of energy? Well, first and foremost, I think my whole family is very sensitive. So to all those people that were ever set told when they were growing up, oh, you're too sensitive. You're too sensitive. We're all alike. We're sensitive because we're these intuitive sponges picking up other people's energy all the time. So for my husband and my kids, I would say um, they've been so supportive. Um, my husband has been hugely supportive because my daughter was probably two, two years old when I started this journey of becoming a practitioner. And so he had to support me while I traveled off to classes and different stuff. He actually has a great set of hands. So if I'm really spinning out because, I don't know, some like when my dad died and of Alzheimer's, you know, it was tough. I was going through that grief process and he was like, okay, get on the table. And I literally took my, my sheets and I said, okay, I taught him 
how to work on me while I was laying on the table, which is an interesting thing in itself. But he does actually lovely um, sessions, even though he has no interest in learning it. My daughter is at that teenage. And so even though she's an energy medicine baby, she's also at an age, she has to be having a hard time sleeping where she'll say, I can't sleep. And then I'll start tracing certain meridians for her and she goes right out. And then my son's in college and, you know, he calls me all the time and we talk about ways to, to grow him. He's really more interested in the emotional and mental stuff that I teach and do just because of his type of energy. He, he'll only get on a table when he's really getting sick. And then he's like, okay, I'm getting sick. Can you work on me? <laughs> so we're just like everybody else. You know, we're a normal family that has a lot of tools at our disposal. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. I always say that I'm really grateful to my kids for being willing to play with me. Um, as I would research new things, like in our house, we have a rebounder, which is just a little mini trampoline. Um, and it's great to just bounce on it. There's something called the health bounce. Um, so you're really just bouncing in, in that moves your lymphatic system. And um, so that's right in our family room for everyone to see and use if they come to my house. Um, and then I have a couple of tools. One is called a Beamer and another is called a Healy and they are energy devices as well. Um, but I would put things out to my kids, like here's a new food or here's a supplement or here's a place we can go to float or, um, or here's a salt room or here's a piece of equipment. And, um, and they would always come with curiosity and say, well, sure, you know, let's try it. And then if they liked it, it would stick. And if they didn't, it wouldn't, but more often than not, um, it would. So each one of them has a Healy, um, for example, and, uh, and that has all these different programs um, and that affect um, your physical body, um, your emotional body, um, different things you can run. So um, it's great for college students. There are programs for learning and for focus and for different things. So it's been great. But I appreciate their willingness um, to just kind of consider it an experiment. And yeah. uh, I think I think that has, you know, helped them a lot when when they haven't, you know, been focused or feeling well, um, you know, to get past it. And uh, I think that's a really important for lifelong health and well-being. Well, just to even know it's out there, like I have a Healy too. I never occurred to me to get my all my family members their own Healy. So how generous you have been with your, your family because those are pretty expensive and also have a rebounder and those are excellent for the lymphatics. I think you know, what's different from my, I grew up very mainstream. And so I had none of this, not even an openness that there was other possibilities. You know, like if you said, if I said to um, a family member or something about energy, I would get back you and your energy. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, well, it's not my energy. It's the whole world. <laughs> so most people, I want to say this, because I know somebody's listening and they're like, well, I'm really interested into this holistic work or some of the frequency tools that you've mentioned um, and, and what they're experiencing at home is that this great resistance that their partner, their, their spouse, their kids are not open or interested. And so then they kind of feel a little bit shut down. And what I want to say, the best thing you can do is keep on going with your learning, even though the people around you may appear to not be supporting you you're gonna get fed from your left side, from the people that are on the journey with you to learn that energy work or to learn about the Healy or to learn about any one of the number of things that um, you share here in your program. You're gonna get fed from those people that are also on that journey. And your job is to feed and love and accept the other people that are in your life unconditionally. So your job is to feed and be fed somewhere else. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, there's a continuum, right? Like, this was not your first career. Um, what did you do when you first um, graduated from high school? Where did you go to college? And what did you study? Well, I'm a Purdue University grad of environmental design I have a bachelor of science, which basically is interior design. I spent the first six years of my career at General Dynamics, which was, um, it was a big aerospace industry. So I was working with, oh, my gosh, so many scientists and engineers, but I did facility management as an, as an interior designer. And I spent 16 years there in different aspects of interior design until, you know, I was at a place where I wanted to have kids and I couldn't seem to figure out how to do both. 
and um, my company really was very gracious. They were going to let me write my own path if I wanted to stay part-time as a director of marketing or if I, whatever I wanted to do. And I just decided that I was going to stay home with my kids. And it was a hard, it was a hard thing to do because I was so used to producing. So I decided that that is where I needed to be. And I needed to learn how to be a stay-at-home mom, even though my nature was about producing. So that was its own journey. And then when I had, and then, like I said, once we, we lost um, Montana, that's where I just started wanting to learn and know more. I wanted to understand how the subconscious worked. I wanted to understand how my energy worked. I wanted to clear limiting beliefs that were keeping me from creating all that I wanted to create. Yeah. Well, I have an HR background and like you, I, I couldn't see how I could be a mom and do that with my husband traveling all over the place. Um, and I didn't have family nearby who could help me out. And um, so I ended up becoming a stay-at-home mom and learning how to adapt to that. Um, but I just want people to know that in our lifetime, we're going to have opportunities to do many things and um, that sometimes they have nothing to do with each other, you know, just like you being in marketing and facilities and these different things don't have anything to do with this second career that you have. But, um, but you're this person who's on this continuous learning loop and, um, and you can keep evolving. Um, and so all of us have the opportunity to tap into another interest that we have, um, and sometimes it circles us back to something that we were interested in and just didn't choose, but sometimes it's completely new. Well, I, but you know, I, so I mentor a lot of um, practitioners because I teach people how to be practitioners and, you know, I hear them say they, they might be a scientist, they might be an engineer, they might be from massage, they might be a doctor, a nurse. So many people come to my work to become practitioners as a second career and one of the things I always say is that I know you think this is completely different than what you were doing, but all that you've done before, like you and your HR, we talked about this the other day, you and your HR, you are creating that human resources. It just looks different from the traditional way human resources might look in a company, you know? And so I feel like we bring, we've had those places, those intuitive places, those healing places, we've had them in our careers before, and we bring those pieces those nuggets to this new work but then I'm discovering it's like some of the work I did as a, a director of marketing and calling on people like it's all part of me it's all part of how I I run my business how I try to over deliver you know it's all part of one big thing so we never really lose anything that we've we never really lose anything you know we're always growing and evolving mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Evolve is my word for 2022. So if anyone's looking for um, sort of a, a word to focus on, I, uh, I'm using that one this time. I love it. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that you're doing in midlife to stay, um, you know, happy and healthy in addition to your work? Oh, gosh, so much. Well, first of all, it's just tuning in and saying, okay, what is it? Like today I took the day off because it's Montana's birthday. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take the day off. And I'm just going to ask myself throughout the day what would make me happy. But I do, I'm exercising with my husband three days a week um, in a local gym over here. Um, I'm preparing to get back to cycling with him this spring. So he's helping me along. So we, we don't, he doesn't teach me to exercise, we're finding what works best for us is to exercise in a class with the trainer that we love, Paula, and and be next to each other and have fun that way. Um, I also, I am working with a Chinese herbalist who originally helped me when I was trying to get pregnant back in 2007. And I work with acupuncture. I get acupuncture maybe once or twice a month. Um, I do my energy work every day. In fact, this morning I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little nervous about this call. And I was like, oh, silly you, do your energy work. And so I did, you know, so every day I'm doing something with energy. Um, so I just, it's part of my lifestyle. It's part of how I adapt and, and really good friends, you know, I think being with people that lift you up is so important and finding people, whether they're long distance or in person, that if you're having a, a low day, that they lift you up and they remind you of who you really are. 
Yeah, people are so important. Yeah. yeah. I know if you follow the blue zones at all, I love the blue zones. I love the way they eat. I love the way they move. I love their sense of community. Um, but they would say that people are the most important, um, that without others, you know, we, we can't thrive. So, um, yeah, I think at our age, it's really important to, um, you know, cherish the relationships that we already have, but be open to new ones. And, um, and you know, if we're going to live a long time, we, we're going to, need to to create new friendships and uh it's really important yeah i love i love meeting people i'm always curious about people you know what do you do for a living how did you get here i'm like i just love i'm just always fascinated by other people's journeys and what they've discovered definitely well before we close i wanted to ask you about your upcoming teacher training and if you could um, tell a little bit about that, and then I will add more detail in the podcast notes. Yeah, so um, every year I host a level one fundamentals training. It is the first year of training for people that want to have, either they want to become a practitioner or they want to have those practitioners um, skills for the rest of their lifetime so that they can work with their own energy or so they can care for their loved ones um, in their lives. So that starts April 28th. It's a four-part class. I love doing it. I teach it. I usually take over my home and I kind of move my family out and we we teach it here. So that's April 28th. And then um, I'm really right now building um, a membership site to give people more resources and more classes that that I teach. And we'll be doing more with um, the YouTube channel in the next few months. This is a year of fire for me. So this is a year of celebrating everything that we've been through. And um, my goal is to continue to take this work that, that Donna created and just keep introducing and pushing it out into the world. So if somebody wants to come have a one-on-one session, you can do it by phone or you can do it in person. They're, they're a little bit different, but they're still both very effective. And if they want to come have that experience, I'm offering for anyone that's in your podcast, $50 off your first, your first session which is pretty generous. So (laughs) I I was just going to say that is very, very generous. And um, I hope that, you know, people will want to come in person because I think that it's just so magical, but um, you, you know, zoom and phone options are great as well. Uh, So yeah, we have to keep believing that the the pandemic is going to be ending soon and um, we can, you know, trust that we can be with each other and that our immune system will keep us strong and that this healing um, is so deep and it will keep us resilient. Well, the immune system is so like everything I do is about strengthening the immune system. So we really haven't used that word, but everything that I do is about strengthening the immune system. So, you know, I had a client that was very sick and they did get a case of COVID and they were so sick when I first met them, but because of the work we did, when they got COVID, it was a small bump for them. It wasn't a big, it wasn't a big deal. They, they recovered very quickly because of the work. So our job as individuals is to really take care of ourselves. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that is the belief, you know, if you read books about health and healing, they always say you have to, you know, like Wayne Dyer, you have to see yourself as healthy you know, on the other side of that little pickle that you're in, you know, and believe that you are resilient, that you have the capability to, you know, resolve whatever is ailing you, including COVID. So um, I just want people to not be afraid. Um, I'm not afraid. And I'm not afraid because I am doing the work, you know, I'm eating really a great diet. That doesn't mean I don't sometimes eat a potato chip or a French fry because those are two weaknesses I have and, and chocolate. But I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. I don't eat red meat. Um, I drink in moderation. I don't smoke. I walk a lot. Um, I do yoga. But mostly it's that I believe in myself and my ability to get through this. And, um, and I want to be that voice for people that, you know, we are, there will be people who pass away from this and other things. Um, but I believe that God already chose our birth and our death. And so... Um, I think believing that within you, you have the power to heal from whatever is going on is really, really important. Well, if I could add one thing to that, um, what Darren taught me when I was going through, when I was in that state of grief and 
it looked so bleak and I didn't, you know, everything was so painful at that moment in time, even though I had a spiritual connection, I still was in this heavy grief. And the words he gave me then were, this is a gift in strange wrapping paper. And if someone were to give you a gift, even if it's that ugly Christmas sweater that you really don't want, what is the first thing you say to the gift? You say, thank you. And so my gift in strange wrapping paper was my stillbirth that has allowed me to help people all over the world now. And I'm grateful to Montana. I don't cry for him. I don't grieve for him because I'm so grateful of the journey that he and I had together. And so when I see other people going through whatever it is, our first inclination is to be, feel sorry for them instead of like looking at them like, wow, you're going through this big thing and it's this great big gift and you're going to do something great as a result of this big thing. And you, yes. don't, need, need, you don't need to know when it's going to happen, that big thing you're going to do with it. It could be yeah. years. Well, God never promised that life was going to be easy, right? And right. uh, yeah, if it's easy all the time, then we get a little lazy. And but if, it, if we get challenged, then we grow. That's the yeah. only place we grow is in the challenge. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, this was such a wonderful conversation. I so appreciate the work that you're doing. And I look forward to people connecting with you and um, learning more about the process. Well, thanks for having me. You are just awesome. And I love what you're doing. You are doing something really, truly unique and special. And, and I'm very grateful. As you all know, I'm a huge fan of Juice Plus. Today, I want to share five reasons why I love it so much. Number one, it's real food, fruits, veggies, and berries in a capsule or a gummy. Number two, the Healthy Family Starts program allows an adult to sponsor a child for free, ages four through college. Number three, over time, your palate expands, which is great for picky eaters. Number four, they ship you a four-month supply, but charge you over a period of four months. And number five, adults and children love the gummies. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have met Kelly and shared this time with her. I'm inspired by her life experience and how she's using her expertise to help others. If you are curious about energy healing and how it can transform your life, please visit her website and take advantage of her generous offer. Also, never pass up an opportunity to connect with a friendly stranger. Believe it or not, Kelly and I struck up a conversation at a boutique and found we had so much in common. Our chance encounter has been such a gift to me. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone you love and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can listen to all of our episodes. Feel free to leave a comment so we can learn more about you. We're building a community where we can all learn together. Have a wonderful day. Be well.